Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of the Talking Ball Y'all Post Game Podcast. I'm David Burnett. I'm going to be joined by Slick and Chesby tonight here as uh, we wrap up a second round playoff win over Pascagoula 38 to nothing. And man, I kind of did not. I don't know about you guys, but I mean, we didn't talk too much uh, Slick. Sometimes we do. We get a chance to chat a good bit uh, during the week, but this week we didn't. I didn't expect this at all. Like I, I, did, I just didn't. I knew I, I expected us to win. I didn't expect it to be close, but I did not expect what we've seen here um, tonight. And then uh, the tide just kind of said, "Hey, uh, we're, we're going to let everyone know that we're, we're for real." No, I, I think so, Clay. I mean, and, and Dave, I'm sorry. You could you could kind of see it tonight coming out. I like to watch the kids warm up during their uh, their passing drills, and, and man, they were on the money last week. We talked about they were a little sloppy. Um, Brady was four for five for 90 yards and two touchdowns. Probably should have been perfect. He had one that was dropped, but they, they played incredibly well. Uh, Pasagula just really didn't have any answer, Dave. I mean, you're talking about a, an offense that puts up a lot of points each week. We held the 83 total yards of offense, and probably 25 of those, maybe 30, was actually penalty yards. So played very, very dominant, exactly what you want to see at a time like this. And, you know, you got to credit, too, their, their, their quarterback made some good throws early on and hit some guys in the hands. They got behind us a few times, and maybe they, if they score there, the game looks a little bit different. But once they, they came out throwing the football, had to punt, I mean, so, so many times consecutively, it really put them behind to where they had to throw, and that just makes it a lot – a lot tougher against our defense when we know what you're doing. So uh, we certainly answered the bell tonight and, and, and moving on. So that's that, that's the big thing, you know. Yeah, I get to move on to the third round, play uh, West Jones, and we'll talk a little bit more about that as it goes on. Chesby being on the sideline tonight, I, I thought we were as chippy as we've been all season. I mean, just so zoned in. And, and sometimes during the season, um, I know you haven't been down there and been on all the games, uh, but to me – I just felt it tonight. Like it was just, it was one of those nights that you just felt like it, 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 they were going to run away with it. Well, you know, we talked about that in the pregame show, and I used the word professionalism, and I didn't mean that like they haven't been earlier on in the year, but there was just a different swagger about them tonight before the game started. Um, you know, they, they had a chippiness to them, but they were zoned in and ready. It looked like they were they meant business. They were having a good time. They were still kind of loose, but they were just more zoned in than they have been. And, you know, we talked about that pregame, you know, that's scary for an opponent. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, obviously we've got a great ball club, but when we come in and we're that zoned in and we're that ready to play, it's going to be – look, you see what's going to happen with the other side. And, you know, we talked about it also. They were – Pascal was going to have to be able to pass the ball on us. You know, as, as Ricky Glenn said, you know, they put a couple good throws together. Just receivers couldn't make plays. I was really impressed by the quarterback of standing in there and making some of those throws because he took a couple shots today, several of them. Um, and then once – you know, you can see the game plan for them was to try to play a balanced offensive ball game. They just weren't able to do that. And then once it got one-dimensional, it was just over with after that. Yeah, I think uh, Coach Tyler Smith, who I interviewed, said they expected them to uh, – we only got one sack, I believe, of the night. But he said that's a lot to do with the mass protection, max protection they had. And he said he knew it. Like they were protecting. We were only rushing four. Like you got seven guys protect, you know, blocking four guys. We we knew we weren't. But I thought we got decent pressure to make him have to throw the ball. And he had to throw it. Um, you know, he had to throw it high. A lot of them, some of them were high. I mean, obviously his he had. I know one from us looked like it would have been a touchdown had the kid caught it and. So they weren't definitely weren't helping you uh, the quarterback out, but um, 
Talk a little bit about the defense. I mean, I don't know what you say, two shutouts, Slick, like two shutouts in the playoffs. I mean, we're not playing, a, uh, you know, just anybody. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to throw teams out there. that we, We're just not playing anybody. No, you know, you're right. And, and we mentioned already this is a, a very good Pasquilla team that, that beat a very good Hattiesburg team in a physical kind of slug-out type game. So we knew what they were coming in here, but – to answer your question about the defense, I think this makes a statement. I mean, you've got Coach Lewis Sims. Coach Stogner raved about him, the respect he has for him. He's a class guy, a great coach, a great organization. But for them to come out and not even attempt to run the football, their game plan was we're not going to run the football because we can't. Yeah. And that puts you kind of one-dimensional. I think what the running back maybe touched it twice, maybe, yeah. three times at, at, at most. So to come out that way – it says a lot about this defense. That's really all you need to know. And, and right now we're, what, it's 80 to nothing in over two games. So uh, we have been playing our, our best football right now. Yeah, and this is when it counts. And you, to, to go off what you just said, Slick, when you see a team not do that, I mean, that shows you. Like, I mean, because this is, I mean, Sims has been around a long time. For him not to run it says a lot. I mean, it says, like, hey, we're going to have to do something else to try to beat Picayune. And I thought he had a good game plan. I mean, it was going to take some really good plays from his wide receivers, which they didn't get, but I thought he had a, a really good uh, game plan. Shesby, I'm going to let you talk a little bit about the offense. Um, man, um, you know, Brady didn't have his greatest game last week, which half of those were probably drops. So, um, but, man, he came out, threw the ball, got some good runs from Darrell. Um, and the one he took down the, down the sideline and got called back, was one of the best runs you'll see. He just makes people miss. But um, one person I want to touch on, we touch on Naki Radcliffe, man. Oh. I mean, he is on fire. Unbelievable. He's like a gazelle. You know, yeah. like you just see him, he plants his foot, makes a, he's so lanky, makes a couple moves, and then takes off upfield and gets ahead of steam going. Man, it's amazing. And, you know, you touched on Brady's night tonight. And I think his, the struggles that we had last week in the passing game really made tonight even that much more special because it shows how much work they put in this week. Receivers caught the ball. It was a beautifully called game from the offensive play calling scheme realistically i mean we we got guys open you know slick talked about it early in the game they were selling out to the run 100 yeah. percent. and when we had to throw the pass we did and we completed it so it was a great job um all around by the offense between the play calling and execution and i was really proud to see how well we were able to put the ball in the air catch it and overcome what we struggled with last week yeah and that's kind of picking motto slick you know we're going to run it run and run it we're going to sneak a pass in and the quarterback just has to be on. And it's, it's, it, to me, it adds a little more pressure to the quarterback, knowing that you don't get to throw it a lot. So you really got to be on with those you know, few throws that you do get. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and I thought all the throws were on the money. Again, he should have been perfect on the night. But you know, when you have to sell out to the run, and, and that was part of the, the thing that we thought they would, they would come in here and do tonight. I was, I was wrong. I thought they were going to have to be balanced. Well, I said they'd have to be balanced to be in the game. And they, they definitely weren't that. But they were going to have to sell out. But I think the big storyline that kind of tells you how the game went was at halftime, it's 35 to nothing, and we're talking about how in the world did Chris Davis get ejected? I mean, we know the guy, you know the kid. Like, what's going on to to get him to a point where he's got extracurricular stuff? And, and over here, I thought he broke his neck, Dave. I'm being 100% honest. I, my heart dropped because he got hit so late he fell over the back of the bench. So those two penalties, and for him to be ejected for next week – I'm assuming, I hope all those 
high school offices or whatever they are open next week because this is going to be one that we're definitely going to be able to, to, to protest and hopefully win. But it was a weird game uh, with, with the officiating, the spots of the ball. I mean, we had eight penalties, but again, I don't really take – I kind of take that with a grain of salt, right? But I know it was chippy down there. But overall, a great game. We, we hope Mitchell Smith's going to be okay. He got deemed up. That's what you don't want to see as well. So we just hope that we're a full go with all our crew for so-so next week. Yeah, I think he came back in and played. And then I, he didn't come out because he was too hurt to play. I think it just got to be where the game was out of reach and could have, uh, you know, you don't want to take the chance. So he, hopefully, like you said, he's good. he should be good to go. We just need him to uh, heal up a little more. So as it seems, we're going to what, you know, going to so-so. And West Jones' defense is all we heard. And I, I think the kids are starting to hear that and tired. I mean, Pickens like, hey, we've had a defense here for the last three years. And, yeah, you can take your regular season defense, but when it comes down into November and that first weekend of December, your defense is going to have to be playing on all cylinders. I think this team has, has, has taken that to heart. And as the first two games, you can see they've responded well to that. So what's your take on – Kind of what I just said, Slick, and then also what you think about West Jones, and I'll get your uh, opinion too, Shed. Well, well, certainly there's been a lot of discussion on, on social media and things about West Jones and their defense. So I think that, you know, if, if you're going to really write the final chapter of what's been a storybook career for these sophomores that we started covering that are now seniors, you got to have West Jones as a matchup in yeah. that book. Um, it would have been great to be home, but I think that that just kind of fits the story a little bit more. So I think going down there and, and proving that, you don't need to do a lot to get these guys riled up. But when you give them something like that, they always play really well with the bulletin board material. So I think that's kind of what we expected. Um, looking at the other North matchup, um, you know, Grenada was my, my bracket buster. Uh, I had Warren Central coming out, but they'll play South Panola for North State. And then imagine, because we can talk a little bit ahead, we, we, we go to SoSo, and then if we get a chance to go to Oxford, playing the old University of South Panola, it just wouldn't be a whole lot better than that. But before I forget, I'll give some stats out too, and I'll, yeah, I'll give some time I'm, for Shesby. So Chris Davis, 16 rushes for 89 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Darrell had three for 83, and then he had a 10-yard reception. Uh, Jeremiah Conti uh, had a four rushes for nine yards and had a 34-yard receiving touchdown. Uh, Nike Ratcliffe, 10 for 45, and also had two receptions for 46 yards. Had a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown. So overall as a unit, 33 rushes, 226 yards, averaging just under seven yards per carry, which that's a little lower than what we've been putting up. But again, this is a pretty good defense too. Yeah, it sure is. And Chesby, your, your kind of take on what I, I asked him a little bit about, you know, do you think that hearing this about Wes Jones gives them a little bit of extra, you know, fire? Oh, I absolutely do. And I was thinking about that as time expired in this game. I was thinking about what a picture we've painted for a matchup next week. All we've heard about all year is West Jones' defense. And they a phenomenal defense yes, they have. Right. We know what we have here, right? And we're going to argue that it's the best defense in the state. We get to find that out next week because we're going to have a fantastic defensive matchup between the West Jones Mustangs and our Maroon Tide. So it's exciting. I love a good defensive game. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens this week uh, as far as rehab for Mitchell Smith. And then, you know, the, the Chris Davis, you know, we talked about a little bit in the, in the post game. If we don't get Chris Davis in the beginning, those are going to be extra reps by Nikki on the offense. We'd love to see him as fresh as possible on the defensive side of the ball because we will need him as much as we can. Man, I can't, I can't tell you how excited I am to see that matchup next week. 
Yeah, and uh, just like we missed the defensive stats because we 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 had some tonight. No, and I, I want to mention those because this defense is stellar as it's been. You got to you got to point out that the two interceptions. So Bam Parker had one. He had another pick last time we played Pasagula. Uh, Nooney Williams had one as well. And and those two guys and you mix in CJ as well. You know, Nooney was a guy that that was kind of a guy that came in and worked in and played some. But what he's done on this defense this year, he's been a constant. And then you've got a guy like Bam. I was talking to the coaches before the game, and I said, man, if there's any guy who's just elevated every week in and out, getting to the high point of the ball and making plays, it's been Bam Parker. He was a running back last year. Moved to the secondary. He's been the one that's picked on a little bit because Nike we don't talk about anymore because no one throws his way. But now Bam is getting a lot of those looks, and he's been stepping up as well. So those other guys that are mixing in and starting to be not just platoon guys but fixtures, that's what makes this defense even more special. And I think we've mentioned Bam early in the year. Like we've we've seen the progress, not only you know through just watching and broadcasting. Like you can actually see it. So um, early thoughts on the matchup. Anything we had missed on West Jones? I think we kind of get more in a preview episode. This no, week. I would say if you're getting your uh, Thanksgiving festivities together, I'm gonna be brining the turkey probably about late Tuesday. So. As you're getting around, you know, getting your your stuff ready for Thanksgiving Day, you'll tune in. We'll have a a, a good preview episode on for you about West Jones, and let's uh, fill those gas tanks up and type in so so, and we'll all head there Friday night. Well, if you want to go back and listen to this broadcast or any other one, download that Talking Ball Y'all app and click on uh, Picking stuff, and you can go back and listen, or uh, the Talking Ball Y'all podcast stuff, and you can go back to listen to any of the podcasts that we've done in the past and we got a, quite a few of them that you can go back and listen to um i want to thank everyone that listens and uh man we i can't believe we get to do it another week it just feels so good to go uh have one more football game and uh possibly two so uh, i want to thank everyone for listening thank you guys for podcast tonight and uh man, we get to go to so so and uh we'll see everybody in so so but let's go like like uh slick said i want to say that at the end it's like we had a good crowd tonight. They were in it. Let's bring that same crowd plus some more. And uh, like uh, Grubby says, let's gas up the old El Camino and let's go. And uh, see everyone at So-So next Friday night, uh, day after Thanksgiving. Roll time. Healthy pets, happy people, exceptional medicine, compassionate care. That's our motto at the Animal Health Clinic in Picayune. Located at 500 Kelly Road, we are equipped with the latest veterinary technology and provide a full menu of animal health services, including after-hours emergencies. Dr. Alan Smith invites you to join our clinic family by checking out our website at ahcpicayune.com or calling us at 601-799-1300. Around here, the tougher things get, the better we are. Because all around Pearl River County, you'll find people working together. Like your two hospitals, Highland Community and Pearl River County, working together with Forest Health to bring you health care that's coordinated and complete. We're here for you now, and you know we'll be here tomorrow. Highland Community Hospital, Pearl River County Hospital, and Forest Health. Two great hospitals, one incredible health system. All right, I'm here with... Uh... Defensive line coach Tyler Smith following 30, what were you, 38, 38. I was about to say 35. I can't cut short Morgan short of field goal, uh, 36 yarder at that. So 38 nothing victory over Pascagoula. Coach, man, I mean, uh, this this week, you let, we, let's start first. We played Pascagoula in a rain soaked game, and 
really blew them out. Like there was no doubt. I mean, no doubt about that game. But that has happened in the past here. I know you weren't here, but uh, how was it this week to prepare for this game, knowing that in the past we played Gula, beat them, they put us out of the playoffs. Did that that play in anything that y'all prepared for this week? Uh, absolutely. Uh, this is a different passing Gula team than what we've seen a few weeks ago. I know the score might not reflect it, but Coach Sims does a great job with his guys, man. They, they're a quality ball club, and they came prepared, but our guys prepared too. So, you know, credit to our guys and their preparation, but – you know, that, that's a good football team we played. Yeah, Coach Sims has been around a long time. He's always going to throw some wrinkles out there. Didn't see a lot of the same stuff we've seen uh, last week. And uh, But talk about this D-line uh, and getting pressure. I know we – I don't know if we have but one sack. But, right. um, man, they were in his face, caused him to throw the ball a little early off the target, throwing it high. Talk a little bit about that D-line tonight. Uh, our guys played good tonight, you know. And, you know, just the coach of me is going to always say that we could play better. Um, but, again, that's just the coach of me. But we we knew they were going to come in and max protect. That's what they did against us last time. We knew what we were getting ourselves into this time. So it's hard to generate pressure with four whenever they're blocking seven. But, you know, I always tell those guys, there's there's not a there's not a combination of six, seven, eight guys in this in you know, in this state that can block you for too long one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. So a credit to them guys, man. They play their butts off. You know, they work hard every week. So, you know, good good for them. But, again, on that other side, that offensive line that they've got, number 52, the Fortenberry kid, he's an amazing he's an amazing player. He'll go play power five football somewhere. So, you know, they, they practice too. So good for them. Coach, we're third year in a row. We're going to play for South State. Um, talk a little bit about what we've got to prepare for just – not who we got to play yeah. for, but what we got to do to prepare for next week. I don't know, like you said, I don't know who it is yet. Um, but whoever it is, you know, we've got one goal in mind: is to go up there, play here. Like I said, I don't know who it is. To win, do your job. Let's get out healthy, man, and let's go play for another state championship. That's always the goal. It's not. It's the game's never bigger than what it is. It's still a game. And if you go out there and do what you're supposed to do and do your job, you know, all the theatrics behind it, South State, all the people, it's it's minuscule after that. Coach, good luck next week, and uh. Let's get another South State out Let's the way. Go, Let's go. Ready for faster internet and better service? Of course you are. And that's exactly what you'll get with Coast Connect. Coast Connect gives you blazing speed for faster downloads, streaming video, gaming, or working from home. And it's backed by top shelf service from local people you know and trust. Why wait? Get the speed you need with the service you deserve. Sign up today at CoastConnect.com. Coast Connect. Powered by Coast Electric. Are you looking for a neighborhood cruiser? A cart to get you from green to green or just a fun campground buggy? Then come visit the friendly staff at Bayou Buggies in Poplarville. We've got just about any cart to fit your needs. We can even custom build the cart of your dreams. Come see the guys who know golf carts because golf carts is all we do. Give us a call today at 601-746-9814. Visit us online at buyubuggies.com or stop by our showroom at 1722 South Main Street in Poplarville. Bayou Buggies, a proud sponsor of the Talking Ball Y'all broadcast of high school sports in Pearl River County. All right, I'm here with a uh, wide receiver coach, yeah. <laughs> Josh Robertson. Hey, you got some value. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just, hey, I'm just happy to be a part of it, man. I've, I've been watching these boys grow up, you know, coached a lot of them since they was six, seven years old, and this is the last time they'll play on this field, so it's pretty special. That's kind of why I wanted to get you. And, and the wide receiver thing, coach, it was just – everybody knows we don't throw the ball that much. So, uh, 
a lot of good work you do with those guys. They're always prepared for if we decide to throw it, they, they, they've seen it. Just trust me. If you ain't been out here at practice, they've seen it. So uh, good job on that, Coach. But, Coach, you've been with these kids, I mean, since they could pick up a football, probably some of them before. Talk a little – I just want to get your perspective on what, you know, what it means for, like, kids like your son, Brady, Naki, uh, Marion. I mean, Chris, I name them all, but you know what I'm talking about. Well, man, you know, most of them – you know, been real close with them because of Brady and Colt, you know, coming to the house and just, you know, just being with them since they were little, man, watching them grow up. What I'm so proud of is how they carry themselves. They're good kids. They take care of their, their schoolwork. Um, they're good. They're out here in the streets doing the right stuff, um, you know, and, and they work hard, man. A lot, of them, a lot of them during the summer working two times a day, man, just getting it in. And I'm just so proud of everybody wonders why they're so successful and that's why because they're great kids and they're doing all the right stuff and i'm just so proud of, to be a, a small part of their life and uh to see moments like this man 38 nothing going out with a dang bang at home you know so i'm just so proud of them man yeah as last i heard we are definitely going to west jones yeah, i guess 21 7 final so yep. we go to west jones coach that's a tough place to play but uh i mean hopefully we've hit our we've hit the right you know gear right now going into west jones um Talk a little bit about what you know is going to be a little different preparing this week since no school. Yeah, well, you know, they always say it's, it's, this is the best week of, uh, you know, football. You know, it's nothing but football, no school. And we're going to keep our same routine. Coach Dog said we'll keep the same routine. And um, it's just a blessing to be able to be able to uh, play football on, on Thanksgiving week. You know, that's what, you know, everybody that loves it, that's what you think about when you think me. I think about turkey and I think about football. So <laughs> these kids are going uh, get to get to go another week and, I'm tell you, man. I don't. I don't really care where we go or, or if we're here. I mean, you know, it's great to play at home, but wherever we go, man, I put these kids up against anybody, man. They're different. You know, they say they just say it's hard to beat a team twice. Well, we're not no regular team. That's right, coach. But good luck next week and uh, have have a good Thanksgiving. Yeah, man. Thank you, bro. Dungan Engineering is a unique force in problem solving in the state of Mississippi. They have offices in Brookhaven, Columbia, Picayune, and Macomb. Dungan Engineering has the capability to provide expansive and complex services to state agencies, local governments, utility providers, and national firms. They do this all while preserving the good neighbor attitude that allows them to be active members in the communities they serve. Their motto is service, strength, solutions. It's not just words, not just goals, and not just an outcome. How do you unwind? Whether it's hunting, riding horses, or just sitting around a campfire, it's better on land you own. Southern Ag Credit can finance that land. Give our Gulf Port office a call at 228-832-5582. Or visit us online at southernagcredit.com. Hockey fans, Seawolves Action is back at the Mississippi Coast Coliseum November 18th. Head to our website, MississippiSeawolves.com, or call our office today, 228-999-8333. If you're looking for that cool Seawolves merch, head to SeawolvesMerch.com and check out our online store today offering great merchandise deals. Thank you to the Talking Ball Podcast, official partners of the Mississippi Seawolves. All right, I'm here with head coach Cody Stodner, uh, 38, 
to nothing victory. I want to say 35 minutes ago, but Morgan got a 36-yard field goal, Coach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's big. I mean, obviously, uh, that, we needed to do it. I mean, that, we trust Morgan to do that in games, and we're going to need that probably going forward because, that's, you know, we can't, we can't get out of there with no points. And, you know, Morgan's just <laughs> big time right there, man, to be able to have that kind of weapon that we have. Yeah, Morgan's come a long way. Uh, Coach, 36 to nothing over a really good team. Uh, Pascagoula, who beat Hattiesburg last week, um, talk a little bit about the preparation this week and how, I mean, you can tell they were definitely responded. Well, the moment we said go on Monday, these guys were locked completely in. They knew the task at hand. They knew what was ahead of us. You know, we know we know there's a lot of talk about last week with the letdown. We were a little not intense, but you know what? We, they, they wanted to come out and show that, hey, we, we are intense. We get locked in, and it's the preparation that just not just the defense, but the offense and the special teams did all week is pay dividends tonight because, you know, you play like you practice, and I just believe, believe we had three great practices this week to get us prepared. Well, Coach, this is becoming a tradition and hope it keeps going. We get we get to practice during Thanksgiving week. There ain't uh, nothing like it, baby. There ain't nothing like waking up and just doing nothing but football for a full week. You know, it's a, it's a great time. You know, we're going to get to be a little bit more loose. We ain't got to worry about school. Just get out here and just play freaking football, man. I love it. It's no better time of the year. So, Coach, I'm just going to get it. Good luck next week, and uh, I'm just glad we get to do this one more week, and hopefully we get to do it for two. That's right. Roll Tide, baby. Thank you, Coach.